0: You are listening to Be Simply, this is Suzanne Toro, aka She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. So welcome to Soul sound and silence, and I want to thank you for being here. And one, acknowledge that we missed uh, the secondary talk. We had a little respite. So I'm trying to get caught up this week. We'll do this talk, and then I'll do another one this weekend. Uh, So we'll be be back in the flow. Uh, Sometimes that happens. (laughs) Life happens. So... We have been diving in, and I'll put the link below so you can review the yamas, the laws of life. And as I discussed in that segment, that really this is something that blossoms within you. It's it's an infrastructure that's there. And then the more that you deepen your practice, these things will become really just second nature to you. And so they're not really laws like you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, you might get some karmic energies associated with them uh, until you see the truths of them. So today is the same thing. We're going to go to into the rules of living the uh, niyama. And what's in, interesting in the niyamas is that it's the same thing. There's this beautiful opportunity, uh, one, to allow it to reveal itself within you. And so at first... You might try to work at these things, and uh, it's good to understand where you stand with them. Hopefully, you took some time to evaluate where you stand with these things as, as a checks and balances, and then where you have some more inner work to go. And that's the beautiful potential within the system of yoga. And so, the reason these are at the forefront too, because as most of you are aware, that here in the West. Uh, The asana has been put forthright, pranayama finally has taken some traction, and then deep dive into meditation almost prematurely sometimes, so a lot of people practice uh, in a, I don't know, backing into this. And so when we know what the infrastructure of anything is, it allows us to meet it, see where we're at, and where we'd like to deepen or what comes up for us. So with these rules, rules, it sounds so serious, uh, they will appear for for you and there's such a great gift within those. So the motivation there doesn't need to be, uh, okay, if I adhere to the rules, I will do this just like so and then I will reach nirvana. And once I reach nirvana, then I will have all the answers to the universe. It's really... A gift to just make life easier for you. Uh, We're eternal beings, as I've mentioned, and some people that uh, stresses them out. (laughs) But just to be easy with yourself. And then the more we can embody this, you know, many of us have intersected yoga many times over. I used to joke uh, way back when yoga intersected my life when I was a marathon runner and I'm in my 20s and I'm like, Really, like I have to like, now where yoga is, I have to get a certification and prove that I know yoga, but I've mentioned an India, Indian yogi for many, many lifetimes. So there's this aspect, if this is really ingrained in your soul, you'll will, you will understand where you're to meet it, what you need to do with it, and how you can serve with it. So all of you that are even listening to this, you've definitely been a yogi before. And in this lifetime, you're destined to remember. And then meet it deep in your practice and see what unfolds. And so, uh, also to remember that uh, being a teacher and student, or just a teacher, well, if you're a teacher, you're a student too, but or maybe a student only, that you um, will always have a deeper understanding of a spiritual practice if you let yourself meet it that way and sometimes you take little pieces as I mentioned before you digest it and then you meet it again and then it says "Ooh, it's you're ready to go a little deeper and that's why it's really important to stay out of the trending world market meaning the mainstream because the mainstream is a uh, is driven currently by currency influence and conditions that aren't necessarily driven by the most holistic forces. And so to keep yourself in the purest level, a quieter practice, uh, one that's really personal and held in humility is going to take you a lot further than, um, pop cu- culture will. So But if you're destined to be in the pop culture world, uh, you will meet it, you'll discover, and you'll work through your thresholds that way. So as we dive into the the Niyamas, these rules of living, this is the second limb of yoga. And the first area we'll, we'll actually go through all of them is, uh, sutra, which is cleanliness. Um, and I'm going to just give them single words and then we'll dive in a little deeper. Uh, santosha, which is contentment. And then Tapas, which is your fire. Uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into that. And savadya is to know thyself. And then Ishvara Pradhanaya is just devotion to the divine, surrendering to self within self. And so as we dive into these rules of living, uh, this is an invitation, an invitation for you to meet some of these concepts. Maybe you've met them many times before. Maybe you've memorized the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali. Uh, Maybe you've uh, got it all figured out. But I welcome you all to just have a beginner's mind today. welcome you to let what's destined to meet you again, uh, as it's intended to, and to trust in what uh, really speaks to you. So, uh, cleanliness, saucha, is uh, this opportunity. And you know, I, I want to remind you that sometimes the propensity in Ayurveda, yoga, Chinese medicine is to take this word cleanliness and make it um, have an obsessive, compulsive nature. And that would not be yoga. <laughs> so cleanliness is, uh, we'll put it in synonym with purity. So if you think about it this way, if your environment is super sterile and clean and you're really good with those things, uh, disinfectants and wipes and all those things and you spend a lot of time concerned that you need to keep your environment super clean that's a sign there's an imbalance there and you're not in harmony with your purity because uh, you feel like there's filth around and you have to get it out uh, and so everyone's going to have a different way of living I I've had the opportunity to live with people that are uh, very comfortable in uncleanliness I should say and that would be synonymous with lack of purity in different aspects of their system so how you can rate relate to it in this moment is just do an evaluation how pure do you feel and that purity you could mirror to what's out in mother nature because part of the benefit when we're in cleanliness purity is that we it's much more effortless to create beauty and again not from a standpoint of you know if someone is really driven they can create beauty but it has a different feel especially if it's done with more of a control mechanism versus how mother nature does it and this very pure form so the benefit also when we're in the state of purity is that we actually are benefiting our nervous system. It gets to calm down. So part of what the entire practice of yoga is leading you to, or not part, what the entire practice of yoga is leading you to is to clear your mind, prepare you for meditation. And that's why I pointed out that some of these things are met uh, where where the, you intersect them but aren't completely understood. Uh, so, By having cleanliness, applying this quote-unquote rule of living uh, will help your nervous system. That's a very important system to keep calm. If you suffer from anxiety, extensive stress, uh, PTSD, uh, being in constant fight or flight, the mind will tend to be very occupied. So in this practice, we check in and say how clear is is my mind how straightforward mean is it not delusional is it not attached to too many uh ideas concepts fantasies stories and is the quality of my thoughts pure pure as a driven snow meaning to self and to the outside world and that goes back to that non-violent aspect of self uh And so when we meet this opportunity to be clean, that's how we can check in. Are we feeling pure? And if the answer is no, then that's an area for you to spend some time doing inner work, healing. And if you say you lean more on the obsessive side of cleanliness, meaning that's an outer activity, but it's tied to your inner mental state. Mm -hmm and so that's something that uh, can be examined through engaging in yoga so then from there we go into santosha which is to be content not to be grasping and in that contentment you're satisfied with what is and you can see what is it's not distorted Uh, by that delusion expectation need fears some of that uh, impurities that are running through you and so that's these two are so beautifully paired together because is if the mind's content it's not going to be racing Uh, if the body's content it's not going to be racing Uh, if your soul's content it's not going to be racing and if your heart's content it won't be racing and so how they can work hand in hand these two is that that's a suggestion of purification and the body is designed to purify as as i've mentioned before in some of my talks is that you know nature handles trauma really quickly we don't hold on to it process it move it out pretty quickly if you're a gazelle and a lion's chasing you and you make it free that night. You might, might have been scared, but you don't hold on to it to the next day because you are there to enjoy it. So if we are in our natural state of being of harmony, then we, A, won't be in a delusion. We won't be in an expectation. We won't be grasping. We won't uh, misconstrue what a need and a want are. And we won't be in fear. So we can work with the two of these to really practicing what is and continue to welcome our system to purify, which it will do naturally. And that's why I always recommend for people to go lay on the earth or sit with their back to a tree. Uh, Mother Nature will help you through this process. Uh, So, and that leads us into our next one, which is the tapas, the fire, the heat inside of you, your passion and this, this fire energy in the, in the Native American culture, they use fire and the sweat lodges to purify, to pray, to clear the system. And so it's such a, a beautiful process for yourself to realize that you have the ability to purify within self. You have the ability to transmute what no longer serves. And this is where you basically convert what doesn't serve in the body in the mental body physical emotional spiritual and you push those impurities out and the simple physiological mechanism is through sweat similar if you got a virus you might get a fever the body is fighting the virus with the fever and what happens we sweat that's why we bring in heat like hot spicy foods if you get a bacterial or a viral infection that'll help purify the system, push that energy out. Uh, So tapas is so important and that heat can be brought in to help with the first two rules of living. And so this, as I mentioned, this natural mechanism is there built in for you to access. And there are some definite Uh, beautiful practices like TUMO, where you can learn how to work with your inner fire to keep yourself warm in the cold weather to purify your system and uh, help support the process help the body release the heat in addition it's to be noted you know as I mentioned we're meeting yoga many times over Uh, so each time you're being invited to deepen your practice with whatever you're meeting in this lifetime. And for those of you listening, you are destined to meet yoga again. Uh, So to be gentle with yourself that this is a long path, a long path of learning. And if any of you listen to some of the karma series, karma, even the threshold which I took us through is just one layer. And it keeps deepening and that is a process, and uh, in this forum, it's only appropriate for me to really teach that layer because I'm not working with you each one-on-one. Uh, and then if I work with you one-on-one, we go a little deeper uh, and deeper uh, as you're ready. In uh, the same, to understand here is that when your fire is there and it's you're ready to release energies and purify the system, it will. And sometimes you'll feel the, feel the energy is just like shoot out of your body, out of your foot. Uh, all of a sudden it's, uh, it's ready to go. And that's a beautiful sign when that happens because uh, there's a rebalancing that occurs. And then sometimes these, these releases are very subtle, connected to the subtle energy centers in the body like the chakras. And... This is actually where the body can go through its own regeneration process, its own resurrection, if you will. Uh, And then there are things that we can assist with it. Like I mentioned, the tummo, which maybe we'll talk about or do in another segment, give you guys a little introduction to it that you could start with. Um, And then Ayurvedic principles, since we're working with yoga, uh, has cleansing opportunities and treatments. Uh, Those are things that I offer seasonally that have an co- influence of both ayurvedic and uh, chinese medicine principles and the this is why we help the system we pay attention to it so right now it's more glorified as self care but if we're living a holistic life it's considered a way of life so you would seasonally be cleansing you'd be seasonally uh, doing your spiritual work, uh, or daily, I should say, uh, all these things are happening on a continuum and you keep deepening and deepening and deepening your understanding of your relationship to self that know thyself, which leads us into number four, uh, which is, uh, this opportunity if you take it on a daily basis and as I've mentioned in some of the karma series about really uh, being with spiritual text in a way that you receive it you're not grasping at it, you're not trying to take it and be enlightened and reach nirvana first that really when we're in spiritual practice one will begin to realize this has nothing to do with you that your practice is actually for the benefit of all. That your efforts are the, for the benefit of all. They will help your, you, your family, your ancestors, and then ripple out from there. And so, to know thyself is a gateway to understanding the universe. To understanding uh, the scriptures on a level that cannot oftentimes be articulated, nor is it probably even appropriate to articulate some of those ahas because they're so personal. And it's it's special when you're having those ahas, and it's better to retain those for self and see how they reveal themselves to keep them in their, that pure state, you know, when we talk about purification and cleanliness. So svadya is to know thyself. And so on a daily basis, if you can juice yourself up, feed yourself spiritual foods, meaning just read, it, read a little bit of holy text, whatever your faith is, whatever you're drawn to, but holy text, scriptures, and that will feed your body, your mind, your heart and soul with a positive contemplation and you will feel uplifted, you know, and again, You might read something and it might stay for you with days. You might not even want to read anything else till you digest that little bit of information. And it doesn't mean for you overthinkers out there that you overthink about it. You take it in like a meal. You let it digest on a physical, mental, emotional, and soul level. Then read it again. And then let it digest. And then again. And then from there, you will have it with you and then you might move on from it and then come back to it again, and it'll have a whole new other meaning. So in this process, when we nourish ourselves this way, we get to know ourselves. we get to be humble, we get to be honest with ourself, and we begin to refine that perception so we can really authentically understand what is. And so there's so many, uh, I don't know, pop culture spiritual isms uh even biblical isms uh, muslimisms i'm sure uh judaic isms where people will coin something and try to like create a just a synopsis you know short sentences so people can digest it quickly but there's a depth to them and if we don't honor them as such then one we're not uh, showing up in deep reverence, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to take it in at a deeper level, and this is where that presence is so important with self, with what you're uh, working towards, and then that spans out to the world around you. And so, this is these rules really are this awakening of awareness, refinement. So. From there, we lead into number five, uh, which could be coined the awareness. So, Ishvara Pranadana is devotion, meaning that you're you're taking the time. So, if you're spending time in yogic practice, asana practice, you're devoted. And so, again, you know, it's it's kind of like if you decide to be a Christian, you're devoted to Christ and the Word of God. Do it, own it be it if you decide to practice yoga and there's no reason why you can't do yoga and be a Christian but if you decide to then own it do it be it deep in your practice because again it's not about 90 minutes on the mat or 50 minutes on the mat we'll get into that a little bit later Uh, that is just a helpful tool for you Uh, but there's something so much more deeper that is destined to awaken in your soul. And so when we surrender, so this brings us into an awareness, as we talked about a little bit of what is. When we surrender on the deepest level, then we get to know divinity. You can call it God, creator, universe, whatever feels comfortable. But you'll get to know divinity on a personal realm within you, Not that external, impersonal energy, meaning impersonal that you don't have uh, a definitive engagement potentially with that external. I can't speak for you. Uh, But the delineation in yoga is that in this rule, you are deepening your devotion, your surrender to the divine within self. And that devotion really does something magical it awakens you on the deepest level of feeling and that deepest level of feeling uh, brings you into a place to notice the subtleties of life to notice with great awareness and appreciation what is and that in itself helps you understand the best action in a moment and so, when you go through these first two limbs and you just do a check in for yourself, you make yourself aware of what is, this gives you that opportunity to just deepen the practice there. And when we get into the next limb, uh, we will start talking about how these intersect with some of these other tools, which will be the asana, the breathing and meditation and the retirement of your senses and we'll we'll create little bridges so you can understand where the system is connecting in the different limbs and so ultimately the results are exactly what uh, we've presented thus far what Patanjali presented thus far is that you will understand simplicity that purity on such a deep level uh, you will, you will understand the power of contentment because imagine if we're not grasping at things wanting things needing things feeling pain then we freed ourselves up a lot then we have the power to create to deepen our inner transformation and our outer transformation. And then we're, we're working with this alchemical nature of taking something that doesn't serve anymore, transmuting it into this alchemical gold, and feeding it into life and the mastery within ourself. So those two, like I said, work really w- well hand in hand and then lead into that deeper purification uh, that's worked out with the heat, the fire, uh, and then from there, we refine ourselves. We master ourselves. We get to know thyself. We get to shed these former faces of self and rise up. And then we welcome ourselves to surrender to the divine within. And what does it feel like when you welcome yourself to be holy? day in and day out what does that feel like and the propensity is to go in practice and leave the divinity on the mat so I welcome you all to get to know the divine energy within you that exists within all aspects of life and to carry it with you throughout the day Uh, it's a practice and as mentioned it's a road to follow meaning that it's going to take some space and that's why you're remitting yoga in this lifetime so I want to lead us into the silent meditation with a little breath and then from there I'll pop out on the other side and we'll do a little recap And you can just let this wash over you for now. And we'll bring it all together at the end of the segment. So take a nice deep breath in. And then exhale out. Another one, inhale. and exhale one more inhale and exhale good and then gently from there i want to welcome you uh, just to follow your natural breath your mind gets distracted bring it back to observing your breath as the mantra you can keep your eyes open especially if you have a more active mind choose a soft gaze down on the floor in front of you stay present stay present with yourself stay in your body And then as you hear the sounds come on, feel free to recline back into Shavasana and just close your eyes and follow your breath to receive uh, rebalancing, nourishment, and some love. Take another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then from there, just continue to follow your breath.
1: mm
2: Mmm. i Mm. I do any.
0: From there, I want to welcome you to take a soft, gentle breath and then. want to welcome you to gently roll over on your right or left side and rise up to a seated position. Then I welcome you to take another deep breath in and out. One more inhale. you to place your hands together in front of your heart and just take a moment to give gratitude for yourself and then gently uh, extend that gratitude out into the world a person, people and our place that you feel it would be welcomed and then and from there just taking a moment to honor self by uh, just simply bowing to self with respect Gently from there, uh, just bring your attention back to my voice. And so, uh, wanting to just say thank you for being here. I'm just going to go through the Niyamas again. And welcome you just to take inventory uh, on your next in this moment maybe what you became aware of and to realize that these qualities these rules of living these niyamas will grow that's that tree will grow out of practicing yoga so again even asana is not about doing it's about being not forcing it's receiving so uh, saucha saucha That cleanliness, the result is going to be simplicity. You're going to purify. uh, And that is a beautiful place to reside. Santosha. You're going to be free. (laughs) You're going to be content. uh, Not delusional. Uh, You'll start to see what is with greater ease and effort. Letting go of your fears, expectations, wants, needs. You'll feel content. And then as those two dance together, those tapas, uh, that fire within you is going to help you burn out those imperfections in the mind, body, heart, and soul. And the purification is what will keep you healthy and vital and that eternal being will be even stronger as it dances through this life and eternity. And as we continue to dive in to Savadiya, knowing thyself, we're gonna reach our mastery. We're gonna deepen and refine. We're gonna focus there in a way that we take spiritual nourishment in to assist us in that mastery. Uh, And that's a very sacred process. So I encourage you to sit with what that means for you at this moment in your lifetime. And then the surrender, which is going to welcome us into deep, deep, deep devotion with the divine within us. And that awakening will lead us to deeper appreciation to the subtlest level of life. It will enable us to be uh, of service to humanity with such great awareness. So thank you for being here. Thank you for receiving. Uh, I honor you all. I bow to you with deep respect. Until next time, this is she, signing out. Be simply. Namaste. are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. she. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply.